The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Cushy CBD. Wonderful products, man. Um, I love CBD oils and lotions. Um, they also have edibles as well. The number one selling edible at uh, LA-based store MedMen. Um, it is incredible, man. This stuff is wonderful. There are no psychoactive properties, so you're not going to get stoned. Don't worry about that um, if that's on your mind. But it does help your brain function, lower sugar levels, lower stress. Um, it increases sleep in a lot of people. It does a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But um, I'm big on CBD. I think it is dope, man. I like to use it when I'm sore um, on my muscles, and it does help me relax at the end of the night. Um, and uh, if you go to CushyCBD.com, CushyCBD.com, it's right here, uh, and you plug in the promo code WhiskeyCBD, you're going to get yourself 20% off because you're a listener, and I think that's incredible. That's a great deal, man. You can get an array of products from them. Um, they are doing the right thing, trying to heal the mind and the body and the soul, all while staying sober. You can pick up the weed after that, smoke a little bit of weed after that, but if you want to cool out the muscles, cool out the mind, um, and get yourself recentered, go to cushycbd.com, K-U-S-H-Y-C-B-D.com, type in the promo code, WhiskeyCBD, get yourself 20% off, it is good, it is worth it, use it, enjoy it, enjoy the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers, oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. They have no idea. They have no idea. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Mr. Jamie Kennedy. What's up, dog? How are you? Bam. What's up, bro? You feeling good? I feel good now. You got your uh, you got your coffee bean. I've got my Joseph Magnus air cheers. We can't really cheers because, you know, that's against Irish law. Do you know that? No. I, I, like uh, off the record Irish law, they say that you, can't, you, can't, you can't cheers non-liquor with... With liquor, you can't do a non-alcoholic. Oh, really? It's kind of bad luck. When you're you cheers, you're supposed to look someone in the eyeballs and cheers them. Yeah. And then it's promoting good health and good luck. Okay. But when you do that, when you cheers non, non-alcoholic beverages, it's almost like, uh, what are you hiding, dude? Are you trying to fucking poison me, bro? <laughs> you're trying to poison me? <laughs> but but you're, you're Italian. I'm Italian and Irish. But you don't. You're Irish to me. You look like my relatives. You racist piece of I'm shit. I'm a... What is I the can wordest? Be both. I can be both. I'm gingerist. You're a gin, you're a gingerist. Yes. What, what do you wait? But but what are you? Are you 100 percent something? Oh no. I'm so a what do you? Yeah. German, I just look like Irish, Irish, English, white yeah. dominant, white dominant, white. Piece we got of another cr- white dominant guest in here. White piece white of shit. Piece of white privilege piece of shit. Were you privileged as a kid? Did you grow up with money or no? Uh our freestanding house in the suburbs of. Philadelphia. That's yeah, but what good. are we talking? Middle class, upper middle class? Uh, I would say middle class. Like right down the middle. Yeah, a lot of kids, and but we're our own house. I, I never had a want for anything, right. but I wasn't like bawling. Did you guys go on big family vacations and shit? 
ish ish down the shore yeah that's a big deal right yeah jersey shore but you didn't go to like you didn't you didn't your family didn't go to like hawaii and shit no london yeah. one year that was pretty good how many how many kids six yeah that's a lot i, I couldn't think about doing that shit today i was thinking about when i was in aspen skiing i was like for just me this is a ripoff if i had fucking two little shithead kids and i had to take them skiing on a ski trip Dude, I mean, the average, I think they did the average to go to like a, a, a place like Breck or Aspen or something in Colorado to a ski resort to rent a hotel. Yeah. To rent, depends on if you have rentals for the kids or not, or your yeah. own equipment, plus food and booze and drinks and all the other bullshit they want to do. You're talking about five to 10 grand easy for a little baby bullshit vacation in the United States. I just went to a good mountain, not Aspen. Where? And... I think part of it was because of you, because I ski and I haven't skied in a couple of years, and I think I saw your post and you were kind of like ripping it I up. Was ripping, and dude. I got I'm a, a little jelly. Ripper. So th I don't know. I think it was like two years ago I saw that. So and somebody else I saw, the, not Breckenridge, a good mountain, but not Aspen. Yeah. And I bought a pass, and the pass was way better than the whole per day thing. Yeah, they have a the Epics pass. Epics owns all the all those yes, mountains. Yeah. Epics. Epics. They're all under one kind of uh under one they're all I mean they're all owned by the same fucking people at this point. But I went four days this year. You did? And I fucking loved it. You and loved here's it. the thing, I was just thinking about the kid thing on the way over here. It's like my fucking life is so crazy and I'm forty nine years old. Now could I stop and just do one or two things? Probably. Will my brain let me? No fucking no. way. Yeah. We're in the multitask world now where everybody has to do ten things. Yep. If I had a little rat, no offense to little rats, I'm like, dude, pick it up. Let's go, kid. You'd fight yeah. I mean, so it's like I can't right now keep the bag on. Well, okay, right? here's the deal. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I... But I know these things are supposed to be gratifying when you I want to have a kid because I want to be able to take out my anger and aggression on something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... I can't... I don't want to break stuff because it gets expensive, but you can hurt a human. You can manipulate them. You could take out all your anger on them, it's you know? 2019. I can physically fucking... 2019, you have to let people know that's in the safe space of no, It's not to me. I'm going to hit the shit out of my kid. I don't care who finds out, dude. I don't fucking care. Um, I want to talk to you about a few things. Uh, Jamie, for those that don't know, an extremely talented comedian, actor, artist, uh, performer, uh, chameleon of sorts, um, who does uh, a million things, and... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and now you're getting more, more. I've seen you more in the LA stand-up game than I've ever seen you. Now you're embedded back into the culture because you kind of were on the road or doing your own thing. But now you're in town, my dude. Yeah, you like it, right? Yeah, I. It's. I think it's. You tell me. Like, I think it's the best it's ever been. It's the best it's ever been because I started my first set was in 1990. Okay, so that's 29 years ago. How old was I in 1990? You were in a ball bag. Were you born? No, I was born in nineteen. You were like six, so seven years old in nineteen ninety. My first sign up was probably nineteen ninety at the comedy store on the on the Monday night, and it was I I think I went up at like three a.m. I tell everybody this, and it was still jammed. Yeah, and it was just I think it went till like four a.m. I don't think they would stop at two, and so you you get busy. The, the scene has changed where it mm -hmm. used to be stand-up, mm -hmm. TV, movies, peace. Peace. And now it's stand-up, TV, movies, podcasts, blogging, touring, never stop. Kill yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, you're like, do this, do that, do this, Dude. do that, do that. I'm tired. I'm going to kill myself now. Because, so 
it's like when, like I really started hitting town again three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I feel like town. You tell me because you've been in it. I I was passed at all the clubs and was doing that. But the the clubs were different. They weren't as full, and I feel like they started getting full like four years ago. Yeah. And I feel like everybody started podcast took off, Netflix took off. So everyone's like, "Yo, I see you do my thing, do my thing, do my thing, do my thing." Right. right. So. I, is that right? Yeah, so, it feels like it's kept. It's it's it's, it's uh, the resurgence is what's going. What the resurgence of like what's happening in the comedy boom is because of Netflix, because of YouTube, because of podcast. Everything kind of happened at the exact same time. You know when they say it's like perfect harmony for somebody that yes, like, yeah. It's it's almost like the biz the comedy boom is having its fame harmony where it's like everything happened at the exact same time. So I, I'm in town like you said hardcore, but yeah. I feel like other people that you didn't see are too. I mean you see. Everybody. There's a lot of people that are getting back up now. Yeah. Well, I think it's also. But we didn't stop. No, no one stopped. But it's just you're coming back more often. That's yeah. All it and is. Bobby Lee was like, "Yo, dude, you want to be in the mix? You got to do 15 minutes." Who's with, Bobby Lee? Exactly. But you know what I mean. And he's Bobby right. Everybody's yeah. right. Yeah. You got to keep moving. You have to keep moving. Keep moving. Also, because like other opportunities come from that, and also you can kind of pick and choose now a little bit more. I love stand up so much; it takes over. You know, like, um, dude, I gotta, uh, you know. I should not talk shit, but I'm gonna. Uh oh. I fucking no. I just got. I got an offer to do um, uh, another guest star role on NBC's This Is Us. Okay, I'm gonna be delicate with my words because I'm not trying to be mean. But like, was this the big audition? Uh, no, that's okay. no, 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 no. That no, that this was an offer. Okay, straight offer. Well, yeah, but I did two episodes. I did two episodes oh, of I This Is Us. Offers. I did their pilot, and I did, and uh, of the creepy ginger. I did. I did. I was a direct. I played the director of the TV show in that show that the main one of the main actors is on. <laughs> I fired him and shit. You're kind of perfect for that. Yeah, it was because wonderful. you look like a director. Yeah. You're yeah. intent. They put a cap on me and, and put glasses on me, and I was just an asshole to him. It was fun as shit. Dude. It was so much fucking fun. But here was the deal. Here was my problem. They were like, "Does he want to come back in episode four, oh four, or something like that?" It's and a big show. their fourth season. It's a huge show. I like Dan Fogelman, like all those people attached. Like it's a, it's a wonderful. F- Actually, in fact, I fucking ran into one of the cast members when I was um, in St. Louis. As crazy as that is, Sterling K. Brown, who's so fucking dope, such a dope actor. I'm going to breakfast. This is literally last week. I'm going to breakfast at this random spot in Kansas. I mean, in St. Louis. Ooh, uh, Missouri people are like fucking big, big difference. I mean, two and a mm. half hours is the same shit. But um, but I'm going to breakfast in the St. Louis place. And no shit. I look down and I go, God, it looks like Sterling. But then I go to sit down and I'm like, that's not him. There's no way. And then I also thought in my head, if I just go up to a black guy and go, Sterling, and he's not, then it's like, once again, perpetuating. Yeah. You're the biggest yeah. racist piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, you look like this other black guy that I know. And I show him a picture and he'd be like, that looks nothing like me. And it's like, yeah. I'm racist. But um, no, but anyway, but I sat for a second. And I thought, why would the fuck would he be in St. Louis? And then I didn't know if he was. So I get up on Wikipedia. I'm like, is he from here? He was, so I went up and said, what's up to him? And wow. it was dope. Yeah, it was incredible. I was like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing here? I'm like, I'm doing stand-up. He's like, I'm back home with family. Anyway, respect, respect to that whole crew. I like all the people on there, Milo and Mandy. They're all great. But they sent me an audition from up top. I mean, they sent me an offer, and they were like, unfortunately, um, it's just not going to be the same pay grade uh, as it was before. Yeah. It's like they're cutting budgets and stuff in network TV, which says a lot to me. That mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, really? Because I, that fucking show won like seven fucking Emmys. If you're going to slash the Emmy budget show, like, woof, dog. I, like, I, I think it's a top five show, right? What? at the t- Two years ago, it was the number one show in the world. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, it's top, yeah, I think it's my top show. So top. it's crazy. It's not like no disrespect to them, but I'm like, that's a big sign of what's going on in the business is like TV is struggling, struggling, dude. Because wow. like, if you if you can't. 
if you can't like thank god i'm more than just an actor thank like i'm a comedian who also acts that's mm-hmm. how i look at it mm-hmm. y- you know you are a comedian who also acts mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. so like thank god thank that you. we don't just do one of those things because for real i don't know how you would survive on just doing these day jumpy things props to actors that are able to get through that shit i don't know how they fucking do it i don't get it I, it's never a career that i would want on its own I would never want to just be an actor. I, I, I fucking, I thank God that I love stand up as my first love. And it's just, it's just not too, it's just, I think I started stand up because I was starting, I kind of started both at the same time. Did you time. start stand up because you wanted to be an actor or you just loved comedy and you were, when it got to the point, like acting to me is my side bitch. That's my side piece. Really? Yeah. I'm married to comedy for the rest of my fucking life. I'll yes. do stand up to the day I die. Yes. But, but acting is like my little side bitch. It's like my little sexy side piece. That's like, it's, it's so much fun. But also I get sick of it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want to go back to my fucking, to my old faithful, you know? Like yes. co- comedy will never really let me down. Even, no. Even if it does piss me off, it'll never let me down. Dude, I was telling, I answered that question, but side, bitch. comedy is the only thing that has always been there for me. Yeah. And I, that sounds really annoying, but what I mean is no, true. the clubs have always welcomed me. Mm-hmm. The in uh, on the road and in town, they have always given me time, and I'm like, why don't I? This is what I I have to always accept that. Yeah, because TV hasn't always been there. It's great, but you know Comes it likes and goes, baby. it likes when you're hot. Yep. Doesn't movies is the same way in comedy. No matter how low I have been in my career or right. how high, comedy's always been like. You want to come to the improv and do 15. Because because it's the most pure, honest, this is, it's the most pure, honest form of like, we want to see you at your lows and your highs. TV and film, they don't want to fuck with you when you're not hot as a pistol. When you're hot, the phone starts ringing. Mm-hmm. Hey man, they want you for the, dude, they love you because they saw you on, and this is, comedy is like, no, no, come on, we'll see you fail. We'll see you tumble over your own feet and we'll see you get up next week and murder. And the next week we'll see you write new jokes and not do so well. And mm-hmm. like they want to see, like comedy loves to see the process. I don't think anything loves it as much as the world of comedy. Now I, it's like the beast itself. I don't know what it is that does that, but it's incredible that it likes the failure. Do you know what I mean? Like it enjoy, it, it embraces the struggle. Whereas an actor, you know, you look at so many fucking actors that were struggling, dude, they disappear. They go away. They fu- They 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 just can't. The business doesn't hold on to those people like comedy does. Comedy like accepts you even when you're eating dog I know. shit. Why is that? Because it, why because, is because it's an extremely delicate. It's an extremely. Um, it is a. It is a very uh, risky art form. Yeah. We we we, we, we ha- you have to constantly be. Imagine if a fucking painter. Uh, there's a friend there's a friend of mine who's a fucking phenomenal artist yeah. and he painted this it got famous in LA he painted this spaceman I'll show you pictures of it afterwards he's incredible man and he he got these were so visually stimulating and dope that everybody wanted one mm-hmm. so now he started painting tons and tons of. he didn't want to do it as much but he was selling it and it's paying your rent and you're you know making a good living so he kept doing it kept doing it kept doing it kept doing it and now he's you know shied away from it because he's like i don't want to paint that fucking thing anymore but so many people commissioned this spaceman and he got tired of it because he's like i don't want to do the same thing we don't have a choice you can't do the same thing like Mm -mm. the beauty of stand-up is like you're forced to paint a new painting fucking often otherwise anybody buying your shit anymore yeah you know you can't do the same shit over and over and over because it gets old it feels stale to you yes we don't have a choice but to continue to reinvent so i think that the art likes the fact 
that it's a vulnerable thing. You 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 have to fucking reinvent, recreate, re-up. Otherwise, you're out. And and to that, I say why I am doing it is because I have to do it. Yeah. I will say, sitting in my trailer, making a fuckload of money, I still thought about doing stuff on stage. Yeah, every time I was on a TV set, I was thinking about what set I was going to do that night on stage. So that just yeah. shows you that when people say they want to do comedy, I tell them, you're not going to do it. It's going to do you. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Because you'll just Comedy's fucking... going to rape you. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, yo, maybe I can get a fucking, you know, half hour on Comedy Central. Even when you're doing tons of other stuff. Because you just want to express that of course. part. Of course. And comedy... It is, dude. It's it is beautiful. I think it's bigger than it's ever been. And the community for me, I've never known more people than I do now. Yeah, it's dope. Right? You're con- you you're agree with that? Yeah, you're connecting. And, We're all connecting. And more. from different levels, from the top to the yeah. bottom, I'll do a show here. I'll do a show there. And it's. I think it's great because we're all peer because you're all peers at some point. There's ego gets sidelined. Ego gets sidelined when someone like Sebastian Maniscalco, who sells out Madison fucking Square Garden, comes up and he's the same cat that he is at the store. Now that he was 10 years ago before he was selling out the garden. Same yes. guy. So, so ego goes out the window in our community a little bit. I mean, it's there, but it disappears a little bit because I just feel like we all came through the ranks. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody Dude, had, nobody yes. really, it's really hard to skip the line in comedy. It's re, it's really easy to do it in acting. People do it all the fucking time. Yeah. Some little bullshit ass kid gets a job at 12 and fucking he becomes a billionaire and they don't fucking know if he's actually talented, but they put this little shit head on for some mm-hmm. reason. And that's it. That's his career. He gets to jump the line of struggles. But it's like, you know, fucking comedy, that don't, it doesn't happen. You like have to be able to deliver. Yeah. Even people that are were on a fast track, like even someone like Dave Chappelle, who was a prodigy, mm-hmm. who started at like 17 or 16 or whatever, mm-hmm. still, it took him years to get publicly known enough to a level where it was popping off. Granted, he was in his 20s, but that's because he had a decade under his belt by the time he was 26 years old. You mm-hmm. know, it's like... So, you know, yeah, there is no fucking fast track. There, there's, uh, it doesn't exist in stand-up. And if it does, it's one in a billion. It never, n- none of the biggest people you know in stand-up, male, female, whomever, they don't, there was no fast track. No. I mean, you look at fucking the females, you look at Ellen's ass. Dude, Ellen has been a, Ellen was a stand-up before people even thought she was a stand-up. That's how long of a track she was on. Yeah. And now she's, you know, she's dancing and shit on sitcoms, which is around her little, on Talk her shows. show. That's yeah. cool. But, you know, it's like she was, she'll always be a stand-up to me. Because when I remember her, she was a stand-up. That's who I know she, that's who I knew she was. Evening at the Improv, dude. Yeah, man. Mid-80s. Yeah, she was, she was a. I remember her and Paula Poundstone. Remember that elevator button uh, bit she yeah. had? Yeah. Remember that? I used to fucking thought that, I thought that was one of the funny. Because it sounded like a joke my mom would make. Like my mom has a great sense of humor. And I heard it and I was like, God damn, that's, that's, that's some smart ass shit that my mom would say. That's where I think I get some of my darkness from, my dark sense. My mother, I was on the phone with my mom today. This crazy fucker. She, this, this is insane. <laughs> we were talking about, we were talking about my grandmother oh. and my grandmother's getting a little bit older and. What's you know, a little bit? She's getting older, man. She's getting, she's not, she's, she's going through it. You know what I mean? She's, she's up there. 80, right. 80 plus. You know what I mean? Above yeah. the, above the eighties. Yeah. So anyway, um, and I was talking, I was like, I was like, oh, what is going to happen when you get like that age? Am I going to put you in a home you know she joke we joke around all the time and she goes now nah, i'm gonna find myself a kevorkian doctor that can just take me out you know what i mean and i was like damn you're wicked bro that's no i was yeah. like i'm not gonna let you assisted suicide and she's like what it's just get out of i gotta get out of here at some point <laughs> i was like you're yeah. dark dude you're she is dark dude she's dark as night sometimes she my mom always had a twisted twisted sense of humor yeah she's i could tell she always had some uh 
She's got some deviant in her. Like when we go to the grocery store, you know when you can lift up the bins and there's little chocolates in the, gro- you know what I mean? Like the, you can do candy by the pound at a yeah. grocery store. She would just put her whole hand in there and just eat shit while we'd walk to, walk to the grocery store. Damn. She's a thug. She didn't give she a fuck. She was a little klepto too. She was, it was, it was, it was, see, that's not even thievery at no, some point. Just, you just, it's a taste test. It's just, I'm just trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. Get there. <laughs> I don't think we ever bought bags of candy, but she would just put her hand in the raisinets and just eat that shit, walk to the aisles. You gotta try it. Well, she's thuggish. Tell, ask me this. Uh, tell me this. Um, I wanted to ask you because I heard a comic internationally died on stage like a couple weeks ago. I was just reading about it. Wow. Yeah, a guy died on stage. Uh, oh, I remember hearing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want to ask? If me? you died on stage, was that, is that is that would you be okay going out like that? Because there's guys that are like, please don't let me die on stage, and there's guys that are like, this is the perfect spot for me to die. If you died on stage, would you be comfortable with it? I mean, I don't think I'm comfortable dying. Well, you're gonna. Yeah, I know. Newsflash, motherfucker, you're gonna die. I know. I think Not that, anytime soon. I hope not. I, well, let me check your prostate. Bend over real fast. Thank you. You um, know, I use my tongue when I check prostates. Thank you. People do fingers, but I use my tongue. Well, no, it's lubricated. Yeah, so it's I want to get right in there. You know what I'm saying? I'll fish around for a minute. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wait. I don't know, dude, if I want to die on stage, I'd probably like to die like that dude from Hill Street Blues. Remember that guy who was the old sergeant? Yeah. He died under a 25-year-old. That's kind of tight. That's kind of way to go. That's kind of tight. He was the ball. No, you, it was the guy from Night Court. Night Court. Bull. Bull. He died having sex. Do you want to die? Do you, Would you? But would, I mean, dying on stage would be great. You want to be on the bottom, by the way, if you die fucking. If you die fucking, you want yeah, to be on the bottom. You want to be on top kinda, smothering some girl. Yeah, you know, you just kind of already there. You, yeah. Do you want to die right before you come or right after you come? I think you have to get one last in. I think it'd be funny if you died right before you came. That would be That'd terrible. be a good joke by God if God was like, ah, uh, pulled it from you. Right, right, that would be right terrible. before you nut it. Right? You even say it, you go, I'm going to come. I'm dying. And it doesn't even come out. But you're still going to nut. You'll nut when because, you're dead. You'll dead nut. Yeah. Because, yeah, stuff comes out. Dead nut, dog. You'd be dead nutting. Dead nizzle. I had, we had a scare in the neighborhood last night. A kid had a seizure literally next door to the ambulance. The amber lamps was out front, and I was like tripping because, you know, middle of the night, amber, amber lamps comes, and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? But he was sitting up in the thing. He was alive, and we come to find out that he just had a seizure, and he's all good. But I thought, this is very mean of me. But, like, you know when they keep the lights on in mm-hmm. the neighborhood? They, like, keep them lights flashing for, like, three hours while they're in. It's like, yeah, if he's not dead, like, turn that shit off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, no, to you're going to sleep, bro. Yeah, I get it. I don't understand that when like cops do that same shit. They keep the lights on after they pulled you over. It's like it's almost like instigating your hate. Like, it's like I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. It's so fucking annoying to me. Yeah, turn it off. You got me. He's alive. He's breathing. Turn them shits off. All right, but they're letting you know that's still an active scene. They just, I think they want attention. I think paramedics love the attention. Like, we're here. Look, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Is that what their lights are gay. Yeah, their lights are like a flamboyant gay guy. <laughs> we're saving lives. We're saving lives. We're saving lives. That should be the siren. Saving yeah. lives. lives. Saving yeah. lives. I liked it. I think you got a new bit. <laughs> no, it's so fucking, so stupid. It's so dumb. I just think like it, it annoyed me because I was like, how disrespectful. If somebody was really hurt or something bad was really happening, it'd be like, oh my God, whatever you need to do. He was fine. They were talking to him. He was chilling. It's like, turn off the fucking lights, man. Dude, I hate it when they go. It's hitting my window. And they don't really commit. Oh, yeah. And they're just zooming by. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? In Philly, do the cops um, run red lights? Yeah. Fuck yeah. But like in Chicago, they do this thing where they turn on their lights to go through the intersection and they turn them right back off when they get all the way through. Chicago cops, man. They're so fucking shit. They they love breaking the motherfucking rules. Like you'll see a cop sitting at a red light with you and the light will be taking forever and they'll just go. With their lights, and they'll go right through, and they yeah. turn it right back off, and they get through. 
You're like, oh, was there a fucking emergency? Also, who are they doing that for? Doing you're the old, you're the cop. Just go through the fucking intersection. Who's uh, gonna say shit? Yeah. What are you doing it for? Another cop? Cops don't pull over other cops, and if they do, they're like, hey, what up, Steve? And they let them fucking go. Yeah. They're, it's a, they're like a wonderful conspiracy theory, man. Cops are wonderful to each other. They've got each other's back. You know when you read about a cop busting another cop doing something real bad? Yeah. Do you know how many times he had to do that to get caught? That, yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. If a cop catches a cop doing something bad for the first probably dozen times, you're like, Mark. Come on, can't stop. Be drinking on the fucking job. You got a hooker in the front yeah, seat. Yeah, Mark, keep the bet. Don't take all the coke Come from on, the bag. Mark, from the do bust. a bump and then throw it away. Yeah. I can't catch you doing this. On a so you're saying to get a cop in. If you took, to get caught as a cop from another cop, you had to have been fucking up. You have to have been fucking up. And I'm talking about minor bullshit. I'm not saying if a cop kills a human, it's like, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. If a cop does something huge, but like, you know, cops are doing shady shit just like everybody else is. People are shady, dude. Yeah. Cops are not exempt. Cops are people too. So yeah. to get caught by another cop, because I learned that in a DUI class. They said, um, You got a DUI? No. I had your, two urinating in public tickets when I was in college. My second urinating public ticket, I had to take. There's uh, a class for DUIs? It's like the, you have when you have it? your when you why DUI class for urinating? Well, here, I'll tell you. So, uh, so, so, I took a DUI class for um, the three strike DUI. So, on their third strike, they have to take a mandatory state adjourned class. This was in Illinois um, because you got your license revoked for life. Mm -hmm. On your third strike, you're out, dog. Three strikes. I think we have that in California too. You get three DUIs here. Yike, you're gone. You can't have a license anymore. Wow. And this was a class in, in I think that's right. I think it's in California, but in Illinois, this was, the th this was, this was their third offense. And the judge sentenced me to community service and to that class for, um, because, there was, because, because she said it was for um, obnoxious behavior because I was fighting with a police officer drunk about, he busted me peeing behind my buddy's bar. I was pissing behind, a second time. The first time, um, I was drunk at a football game. Okay. And, I was, and I was peeing out the bed of a pickup truck. Okay. That one I kind of understand. That's two My peas. cock was out and I was in the back of the bed of a pickup truck. Yeah. I was peeing off the side. Yeah. And the second one, I was peeing behind my buddy's bar because I had to pee and we were smoking weed outside or something like that. So I took this class. So you were peeing and doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. You got a couple now. Yeah. Well, you know. A couple. couple but no, I, but I was on my feet. I wasn't behind the wheel of a fucking car. Got it. Good. You, you know what I mean? Good. Like, don't, you know what I mean? I'm not a fucking, I'm not trying to endanger other people. I'm just pissing and drinking and getting high. Nothing wrong with that. So That's go right. ahead. So then I'm in this DUI class and uh, I'm in this DUI class and it's everybody in there is like 56 plus, you know, they're, they're, they've lived a long life. You can tell like, and she goes, 80% of people that um, get caught for multiple DUIs, uh, they have had over a hundred plus times drinking and driving, like eat, blacked out under the influence. What? Yeah. She says like, because these Wait. people, these people statistically that end up getting caught that drunk means they drive that drunk that often. Oh, yeah. I oh my God. That they drive that drunk that often. They finally got caught. Cause let's look at it like this. I believe that. You can drive after you've had a couple uh, easily. And people do that all the time. Bars have parking lots. People drive home drunk on a constant basis. I'm not saying it's okay. No. But like to get caught for multiple times means you do it every single day. Yeah. Your whole life is like, but you know, when you go to a hotel in a new city and you go down to the bar and there's like the regulars that are there and yeah, you know, that woman, you know, Carrie is just like, well, you know, Marcus, he's always here and that's kook. He's mm -hmm. always here. Mm -hmm. You're drinking a bottle of wine, you know? Yeah. It's just like th those guys, they drive every fucking day home drunk. And I, I that blows my mind. So I made, it did do the right thing. The judge made me feel bad about my behavior because I was like, damn, I don't want to be one of these dudes. 
I don't want to be 58 with three DUIs, like sad as shit. Broke. Dude, there's no reason you got an Uber. No, I just Uber walk. It. I just, or I do it at my house and I just chill. Yeah. Just chill at the house. I don't know. I don't like drinking that much when I go out as much as I used to. Dude, I haven't drank in nine months. I know. Do you feel good? I feel amazing. This is a new trend, man. Another one of my buddies just put away the bottle. Another one. Not because of like alcoholism, but they were like, I don't feel like it. I'm going to tell you what it is, dude. I, I, I'm telling you, A, it, I think drinking makes you look older. Sure, it does. Okay. I think drinking makes you bitter. As I sip it, yeah. Okay. I think drinking, you wake up and you feel like shit. When you drink drink. Not when you have a drink. That mm. You're talking when you get liquored the fuck up. Dude, I just think, and it, I lost a fuckload of weight. Well, you weren't fat. Were no, I wasn't, but I had that like, you know. You had the spare tire. Yeah. And I would drink wine with dinner or like with a, like Italian meal. I drink great. sake with sushi. Sounds and great. it's awesome. Sounds great. But I'm telling you, this shit sneaks up on you because mm -hmm. then I would like go to bed and I'd have like, I'll have a glass of wine to fall asleep. Right. I wasn't crazy. I've never gone to an AA meeting except for like women I've dated to help give them a chip. And in LA, you give a lot of chips. So <laughs> you know this dog. You give so, a lot of chips. So I just, stopped and I feel fucking great and to the point where for the first month I was definitely like mm, I wish I could have a drink now I wish I could have a drink now after two months when I was at dinner I was like still that after two months I didn't even need it at dinner mm. to, to like with a meal Italian meal Japanese meal now I don't even I, it's weird bro I don't even want to do it because I don't want to break a streak it's weird now it's a now it's a competition with yourself it's not, yeah, it's just like, no. Now you're I, trying to beat your own, your, I, you, you know. You, I feel good. If you want to go down the fucking deepness of it, dude, I think alcohol is here to make us fucking do not pay attention. I'm telling you on the deep level. You think it's here to get people diluted with sadness of life? Yes. So they don't have to focus on what's really going on? Yes. All right, dude. Well. Yes. I really love it. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. But what I'm saying is. I get what you're saying. I don't think it's that deep. If I think you were to try CBD, not that I even do that that much, but once in a while I'll I love do it. CBD. What do you mean? CBD enlightens you, but I'm not even doing that. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But alcohol. What is the positives? Um, what's the positives? So, think about it. Yeah. So from a chemical standpoint, it, it engages uh, it engages your brain to give you a little bit more loose sense of thought. It sometimes it opens up memories. Uh, it, it's a good conversation starter. Uh, it's a great way to connect people from across the world. It's if you don't speak the same language, everybody does speak alcohol. It's the most consumed beverage on the planet, other you, than water. But that doesn't mean it's good. Well, there's a lot of it's things. It's the that most aren't consumed. Good. Yeah, there's a Living lot. Living in Los Angeles isn't good. Breathing air isn't yeah. good. Yeah. So just because um, it's popular doesn't mean it's good. I'm not. Listen, I'm all just about it. But just because there's it's nothing bad more, doesn't mean it's also still not good. Dude, there's nothing more fun than me than going to Vegas and going to fucking. Encore Beach Club, psh, 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 dude, drinking, yes, partying, the yeah. best, hitting the 1942. Yeah, fun. I'm all about it. Fuck yeah, if let's I go. Could, if I could do that and be patty positive and not have the after effects and not feel like shit or look older, I would do it. All it affects day. you differently. That's really what it comes down to. I think so. Yeah, I'm not like a bitter drunk, but I just. 
But you're also drinking coffee. I've only I've seen you drink coffee every time you come over. Yeah. How many coffees do you have a day? Oh, probably four. Maybe yeah. that's bad. That's also of course it's bad. Maybe that's bad. See, that's the thing is like the world of addicts. They always substitute one addiction with another because you have to at some point if you're an addict, you're an addict, right? Most addicts smoke and drink coffee. Go to an AA meeting one time. Am I an addict now? Yeah, you probably are. I would, but how come I didn't have to go to a meeting? Mm, you probably could use it. Maybe like def I'm definitely obsessive. You're probably a high functioning addict. I'm obsessive as fuck. So you're probably a high functioning addict. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, maybe. You you have an addictive personality, right? Most comedians are have addictive personalities. I would argue the high majority of comedians have some sense of an an addictive personality or a straight addiction. I mean, how many comics do you know are sober because they were addicts? A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. But also, there's a lot of comics just not drinking. Right, there's a lot of guys that don't. I'm still trying to hold it down. I'm you, trying to hold it by down. By the way, you can do whatever you I want. I had this made. I can't do a stop now. You no, know what I mean? and you are chill. <laughs> I've been around you when you've had some. You're yeah. great. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't affect me in the sense that, like, I've had a few too many. I've had that. I've had. A, I've had. It's. I'm not. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I've had that where it's like, oh, too many, and I get a little too fucked up. And but for the most part, I like to have one or two, and then like last night, had one at dinner because we had guests over, and then it was like. Maybe I was going to have another one at the club with Joe, and then I just didn't. And then, you know, you get in the whip and then go home. And it's kind of like, I don't, I just, it's not on my mind like that. Like, it's not like, like so many people I feel are overtly conscious of it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. It's not on my mind. I'm not thinking about it anymore. Well, not anymore, but you no. were for a long time, right? A little bit. Yeah. I do. Look, it is, it, it can be bad for you. It can be good. It's in my blood, dude. I'm Irish. I can't, I can't say no. You know what I mean? Also, for me, I, I do think the joys of having a nice drink with somebody, having a long late night talk. Oh, dude, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. But like, here's it's the nice. thing: I love those those Belgian beers. I was taking down one of those. At, like, I would love those those like Chimay's. Yeah, Chimay. Yeah. And I was doing the recons. Sure. One with the little pig. Like, so I you was, were just smashing those things. Yeah, and I was a real connoisseur. Where to me, it was a foodie thing. Mm. But the pounds started getting on in the well, yeah. Yeah. And so, and, but like, look, I'm all about, dude, cognac, a late night cognac and a cigar. Mm. I could do it. Mm. And I just feel like. It's fucked you up. I just didn't look as good. I look better now. I do look. I saw myself on camera and I'm like, Ugh. you know what I mean? You like the way you look on TV. No. Yeah. But, but look, man, there are people that can handle it. Anyone should be able to do whatever they want. Everyone should be able to do and whatever they want. And I can drink want. sometimes if I want. I just don't want to do it right now. I'm happy for you. I mean, it's not like a big deal. Do you want a drink? Should I pour some of this in your coffee? What I'd like you to do. <laughs> Mainline it but in my dick. That's a brown, dude. You're in the, that sauce is intense. I mean, you're basically, this, this, this should really be called good. sauce ginger. I mean, sauce that's some ginger. gas, dude. That's what do you mean? gasoline. This, this is cigar blend bourbon. This is Joseph I Madness. never went really past the beer and the wine. Tequila at clubs. And that was it. Well, see, here's the difference. I, I like a very small amount of whiskey or bourbon. Uh, and that settles me in really nice. Beer, you drink fucking nine of those fucking things. You become this fat, slobbingly. It just there's it, something about it that grosses me out. There's nothing classy about beer. Beer is kind of like this. I like to have one once in a while. I'm not a big beer guy. Yeah, it's just it's like a slob. It's like a slob it's drink. It's a slob drink. I know what yeah. you're saying. You just because the people that drink it, nobody ha like this. There's a lot of people that drink liquor a small amount. You have one. It's smooth. It's nice. Maybe maybe two with friends at the house or whatever. But when you're drinking beer, you're out. You're getting fucking tanked. 
Yeah. Drinking 19 fucking Bud Lights. Like, I've I, I seen these. I know these guys. I'm from the Midwest. Like, people get fucking you're, shit You're also, exactly, that's a big thing about you. You're from the Midwest. So yeah, they drink, get shit house. Those people like to drink. We love to drink. You're, it's freezing nine months out of the year. Yeah. The minute it's above 42, you guys are like, Sam! Close off, bitch. I mean, you're out in that fake ocean on hey, the hey, edge. That's a lake, bitch. Uh, exactly. Lake. And you guys are like, ooh, yes. something without cheese on it. I mean, you guys get in there. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Wait, I have a- That's a great culture. And I by have, the way, Midwest people live. They I, live. I do. I have a story. I don't know if this is going to come up. Give it to so me. So I was doing the Jamie Cannon experiment. Well, you, now that was your show. I was, yeah, it was my show. The guy named Jim. So I'm doing that. Yeah. And um, by the way, I want to tell you two things. I didn't drink for a long time when I was struggling. You know when I started drinking? Then I got to remember the story. I didn't start drinking until I started getting successful because of rap parties. Yeah. And it would be like, fuck yeah. And it would be like, we did something and you should celebrate. That's when I started it, really. Yeah. So, and then it's in the culture. And then when I it really is. started getting successful in the late 90s, apple martinis were the thing. So every time I would like, you know, I was feeling myself. I would take a girl out every night, apple martini, you know, try to, you know, close Ooh, the, the sound deal. of that makes me so nauseous, apple <laughs> martini. <laughs> it was the big, so sweet in the late gross. 90s, dude. It's like Cosmopolitans were a drink for a while. Dude, like the BMW, Ugh. the Cosmopolitan, mm-hmm. and the young girl from the extra bin. All right, too much. So that's just enough. Exactly. You picked off extras, huh? Did you ever say send them to my you trailer? You didn't pick them off. They picked me off. Did you ever say send them to my trailer? Stop it. Did you ever say send them to never, my trailer? Never. Don't lie to me, bro. Never. But Don't I would lie. be like, you know, I have a trailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to swing by. <laughs> what are you doing after this? Nothing? Because you're close to poor? Come back to my trailer. Uh, you made $48 today? One an apple martini. <laughs> That's how much an apple martini was. <laughs> so, so wait, so I'm doing Jimmy King's permit. Yeah. And I'm in Miami. My two yummy. Weeks, and I'm living the dream. Boom. Hanging out with Puerto Ricans. Doing, li- living. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. No, no stress. Yep. We did four cities. The second one we did was uh, New York, living the dream. Mm-hmm. Boom. Then we, Vegas, two weeks, psh, living Ooh. the dream. Go to Chicago. Amazing people. Chicago always has welcomed me. Yep. I've sung at the games. I've been at the big games. I've been at the Ivies. I've with the, with the coach. All this stuff. Yeah, the you greatest. Did it all. It's been very welcoming to me. Right. Miami. What's up, girl? How you doing? Boom. Good time. Fun. Good time. New York. What's up, baby? My, you know, three a.m. We're hanging out at right. the club. Boom. You know, Vegas. No problem. Uh, Chicago. Drinking three a.m. Hey, what's up? Ooh, well, I don't. Hey, where you wanna? Wait a second, there. Wait, well, let's like just, what let's is that, just hang. I don't know where it was. Don't you wanna hang out? Well, I do, but I I don't know you that well. They're Hold good Catholic up. girls, lady. I'm. I gotta go. I got a six a.m. call. Are we in or out? Well, I. Well, maybe we can do it tomorrow. I have another date. Hold on, lady. I'm playing mm-hmm. an old man Respectful tomorrow. Woman. And then, dude, Miami. What, what I'm you're trying saying to say is, is in Chicago, it was like you didn't close the deal right away. And I'm like, hold on, I just closed in Miami, just closed in Vegas, just closed in New York, but Chicago mm-hmm. wants to make me wait. Work. They make you work, bitch. Yeah, and I That's was right. like, come on now. You so got, you explain that to me. I got to tell you something. That's because Chicago's quality human beings, the Midwest. <laughs> The Midwest is filled with good Turtleneck. people. Turtleneck. I mean, girls in bikinis in Miami, whatever we need. Slots. Turtlenecks. Slots. Why are they sluts? We call them good people. Slots. 
But Chicago all of a sudden had morals. That's right. They have more. They have ethics and morals. Good people, man. They say you take me out for a hot dog. You you show me right. They would drink me under the table. They would, and I would just fall asleep. Yeah, that's so. All the cities had a great time. In, I had a great time in Chicago, yeah. but never. Uh, you never closed. handled it. Never closed. Well, next time we go to Chicago, we'll we'll make sure everyone that's in Chicago. If there's any girls out there that are looking to, uh, I'm not saying you have slob on the knob of uh, JK. Just just that's come aggressive. see him after a show. That's aggressive. You can catch a blowjob, dude. I'm trying to set you up for a blowjob. Preach, preach, preach. But uh, you, you would have think the height of my WB fame, but they yeah. still wanted they wanted two or three meetups. Mm-hmm. You know, WB man, where's the, where, whatever happened to WB? It huh? became the CW. It's a CW, right? And the CW yeah. is something else now, isn't it? It's more sexy shows. Not the WB. Yeah. So we had the frog. We had, had that talking that. frog, man. People are. I, I don't think a lot of my fans are going to remember that. If you look, how it up do online, they not remember that? Well, dude, generationally, I think there's a lot of people that didn't, that weren't, that might be too young to remember that because the WB was gone a long time ago. Do they, they remember the Buffy the Vampire? Used Slayer? to have a frog who had a, like a top hat and shit, and he had like a fucking cane. Dude, that was so weird. It was. It me. was so weird. I think Chappelle did a bit about it, right? <laughs> Didn't Chappelle do a bit like it was very like yeah. like vaudevillian black guy or something? We had a frog and we used to have to do promos with the frog. Yeah, right. It was an animated frog that you yeah. used to have to pretend and to like Milo, talk to. Milo, I would do promos with Milo. Oh, yeah, because he was on uh, uh, Gil- he was uh, on Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. I would do Gilmore promos Girls. with Simon Rex. Me and Simon were just talking about it because he was on Jack and Jill. Right, right. I did promos right. with probably everybody you know because we were all in that time. But with the frog. How degrading is it to do a promo with an animated fucking frog? Um... Yeah, Network well, you didn't know exactly where it was going to dance, so we had a stand-in frog. Oh, so stupid! And it was like, <laughs> that's so dumb. He was what was Michigan J Frog? Was it a puppet? It was a statue, and then oh, they were going to animate it. That's so stupid. That was our boy, dude. That's how dumb. Like network, network pl- plugging is so silly. Like remember that? Remember like on networks, like when the heads pop up from the corner, it's like next on, on NBC. It's like that shit was so dumb. Well, hard it, was so, it was it was like the worst marketing team of all time. It was like it'll be it'll be kids will think it's cool if they pop up out of the corner. It's just it was so stupid. It was so dumb. I love you, what you're saying because you do when you're a young actor, young comedian, and you're there, and they bring you in, and then they're like, give us something like wild, yeah, wacky, wacky. yeah, and you're like. Mm. So you, a lot of times it looks like actors are like constipated because it's like they don't want to do it. Yeah, they're, they're doing it just because. And it's just like, come on, man. And yeah, and then if you don't do it, you're difficult. Right, but when you you have to do it when you're young because um, you're a bitch. Yeah. Because you're a bitch when you're young and you're like, fuck it, I'll just do it. They're paying me more money than I've ever made. I just yes. quit my day job. Yes. You know what I mean? So like you do it because you know it's the right thing to do. But goddamn, some of that shit is so fucking trash. Because it's it's some fifty eight year old white guy who fucking is you know out of touch as fuck. That's like, oh, you know what? I bet the kid. What if you do like a um, uh, fidget spinners and everyone's uh, uh, everyone says they're lit? You know, it's like they have no fucking idea what's really going on, so they just make up what they think is culturally cool yes. and they make people do it, and then you look like a fucking idiot. But everything in that everything in that corporate world is just it's like light years behind, dude. Because anybody that's young enough is do, making their own fucking material. That's the problem. Is like. You go to those upfronts and you go to all those things for, for for network stuff, and fuck me, dude. The questions they ask, the dumb dude. shit that they ask you. What's your um? What's it like? Did you now? How did you get the role? 
Wait, wait. What's your motivation for the character? I don't know. Sixty thousand a week? Yeah, money. Yeah, I think they gave me a fuckload of money. Um, what? Well, tell me how you get in the character. I yeah. show up. Yeah, I thought about it. I yeah. practiced it, and I, I'm here. I'm I mean, here. That's. I think Seinfeld shit all over actors saying that they're like, they're just pretty people who play dress up. Like it's like not. It's it's not like stop pretending like what you're doing. I don't. The word brilliant is overused in our business. So true. Oh, he's brilliant. Like, no, I mean he's good at his thing. Brilliant is a guy who fucking cured cancer. Brilliant is a woman who does NASA equations. Like, we're not brilliant. No stand-ups are fucking brilliant. They may say powerful shit. Yeah. Actors may do powerful things. They may have these abilities. I was clicking on somebody's fucking Instagram today. I won't say it who it is, Natalie Portman. But I was on her Instagram today for some reason. Mm-hmm. And and I was just like, when when did it start that actors are all political activists? I want to know, like, the moment that it happened when, like, everybody was like... Everyone became this mega politician. Everyone's uh, a mega politician. Dude, that's such a good topic. We you can't just that. be like a regular, you know me from this stupid show that I did. Yeah. And here's me and my family or my friends having a good time. Now it's like po- politically. So everyone's such a political activist. There's some good in it. I understand. I'm not saying you shouldn't be, shouldn't have your own opinion. But dude, so many actors, they flood their, their whole fucking thing is like political activism and you're like, yeah, bro. I, I get it. You care, but yeah, also like bro. fucking, you know. I want to see you eating avocado toast and chia pudding, dude. Dude, show me who you are, dude. I, I try to stay away from that because I'm like, I want to be the escape. Well, I mean, you told me. I remember you texted me a couple of days ago and said, <sighs> "You said I can't wait till Trump wins again. We can have a party." Yeah. And I said, "We'll have a MAGA party at my house." Yes. Because you were, you gave him the idea for the red hats. Yeah, I gave him the idea for the red hats, and I was also, you know, one of his chief fundraisers. You were because yes. it was going to be a blue hat, and you said it should be red. No, I said Don. Don. Here's the thing. Donnie. Yeah. Do you think he talks to anybody? Do you think Trump? Do you think Trump listens to literally anybody at all? I wonder. I wonder if there's one guy that nobody knows that he listens to. I don't know, dude. I think Trump does what he wants. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like what you said, going back to what you said, it's like, I don't, yeah, man, like the whole, that's another whole thing. What, people becoming political activists now? Well, it's just like. That's what Twitter is. Twitter is nothing but politics now. I used to think it was fun. Now Twitter is Can like, I just see you dance? Yeah, can we just have fun? Yeah. Can I see a handicapped kid make a three-point shot in a high school basketball game? Mm-hmm. Like, can't we just have those moments on Twitter? Like, when, did you see the donkey that hugged the girl that raised her? I mean, it Oh, was, that was amazing. Come on, dude. Like, that's what I want Twitter to be. Show me some light of happiness. I see sadness all the time. We see sad shit in the news every fucking day. I don't want to open the internet and also see more sad, annoying, angry shit. It's fucking gross. And I knew when the fucking mass shootings happened, all it was going to be was an well, argument. I had a, I had a post on that, and I usually Heavy, don't do dude. it, but I Heavy. had. But here's my take on that, bro. Because you think there should be bump stocks, and you want more people to have guns. You're a part of a new campaign to get more guns in more people's hands, including Stop underage it. kids. Listen, listen. Jamie Kennedy is for 14-year-old boys and girls strapping up and, sh- and and doing whatever they need to do. 14 with ID. <laughs> no, here's what I want to say on that, and I never get involved with this, but Make a my joke. whole thing Make is this. Make this funny. Don't be serious. Oh, I have to. I want to be serious. Is no, this, no, be is serious. That if you people want to talk about mass shootings, which I can't talk about because I've not been a victim of it, mm. okay? But I want to say this, is that... We have to stop idolizing dumb fucking culture. The minute that mass shooting started, within 48 fucking hours, the bachelorette was the number one trending thing. Yeah. So if you're a news network, show the shit. Don't blur it out. 
it has to be in our... So you our think it should be more polarizing uh, than it is? Polarizing, it has to be in our faces. See, I think it 24 is. fucking 7, horrific shit so people will deal with it. Yeah, but what do you want people to do? What are people going to do? Dude, it's like you, saying the amount people of murder, have to storm the either the the places that sell the guns they have to sell wait, just yeah. finish all of it storm the nra storm the mental health storm whatever the problem is and it's a mix of multiple things it's not a very easy issue yeah and it's a very deep issue yeah. but they have to just stay involved instead of talking about the bachelor yeah i don't know man i think the bachelor is the reason the reason that the bachelor the bachelor is the same thing as alcohol dude it takes people away exactly yeah people which goes back away. to my point if you want to be taken away then be taken away but don't be surprised when that shit happens again. I know. I'm arguing with people are surprised. It's because it isn't being dealt with all the time. Yeah, but it's hard, dude, because people live Why? Already, people live tough lives and they want to be taken away. They don't want to they don't want to bombard their life with uh, You know how many people have issues? Lots. Most people have problems in yes. life. Yes. So they it's hard for them to also focus on other issues when they're like, dude, I'm just trying to pay rent. I have okay. fucking three jobs so and then, two kids. So then don't be surprised when this shit happens. No, but see, it's up to the, the responsibility lies in in making people aware and then people trying to fight for the right things to happen. But the problem is you can't expect America to constantly absorb sad sadness all the time. That otherwise, they're, they're, we're going to be a really abysmal place. Dude, murder and death is so constant around the world. We're just not privy to it. We have mass shootings, but dude, mo a lot of the world has has constant war. Constant dude, I war. know this. So I'm just saying, America like, you can't lives in it. a bubble. Yeah, it's nice. It's More a great bubble. Than it but I think you and I are saying the same thing, but differently. Dude, I think America has to realize it is in a bubble. Yeah. And I think, I think it has we know. To, and I think, but do we? I but think we're getting you, it now. What would, we, what would we change? Tell me what would we change? First of all, people have, to, we need people to be really blunt about it. You need people in there, not these guys go talking about that. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. Thoughts and prayers. Get the fuck out of here. They yeah, never but, but, fucking but, work. Of course. Well, of course. Mean, who what, enough, what is going to work? That's my thing. I don't know yet. That's the problem. But no constant one has a solution. talking about it. Yeah. Constant talking about it. Constant talking about it. You think that's going to solve it? Show the shit on TV. So it's so fucking graphic that you're going to get sick to yourself. See, they say that that glorifies it. And that, that, that many uh, Glorifies it. It's happening. No, see, that's the problem is what you're saying is also contradicting yourself. Most of the How? time when they say they show mass murder and stuff like that a lot, that what happens is copycat syndrome. So when you when they show people, do you, okay, I'll give you the greatest example on earth. People used to fucking run and streak at baseball games all the time. They used to be like a, this is like a pastime of baseball. It's a lot different than blowing people away, but just go listen, ahead. Just listen. The reason that the news cameras don't show that anymore, they used to show it on national television. You used to see a streaker. They don't show that anymore because they, they said it would it would it promoted copycat theory. And guess what? Streaking has gone down because people don't do it as much. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying the parallel is the more you show things, the more you glorify, the more you say these people's names that commit murder, that, that pr get praised by the chaos that they create, it, it almost gives influence to other crazy people to go, well, I want to be the next name. I want to be the next... Columbine shooters. I want to be the next. So there is no right way to do that. There's no right way to be like, check this out. Check out this murder. Because I got to tell you, bro, you can open up the internet after a, after a mass murder. It's everywhere. Oh. You see interviews. You see clips, sound bites, cell phone. It's not It's not like it isn't in your face. Okay. What, what I'm trying to say is, is that if people will get so fed up that it'll inundate their lives, that will it ever stop? No. Probably not. No way. Because people are, are just crazy 
it's been happening. I remember the first mass shooting. I remember when I was in Philly, it was like in 79 at like a Stockton, California McDonald's. I remember yeah. that. So my whole life, I have been hearing about this. Has it probably worse now? I don't know, probably, but we see it everywhere because we have so many news media. sources. Yeah, media. But what I'm saying is that I disagree with you that if we tackle it in a real way, all those people, all, all the politicians after the El Paso shooting were going, just want to let everybody know this is not somebody from El Paso. El Paso would never do that. What the fuck does that matter? Well, People are does. fucking dead. Yeah. Who gives a fuck where he's from? He's a piece <laughs> of fucking garbage crazy <laughs> and he got a fucking gun. I mean, what the fuck does it matter? His geographical location. Let's solve the issue. Do too you hard. agree? Yeah, it's just too hard. I don't know. I, but the things that are being talked about is well, not from El Paso. Well, people want to do the that because fuck? they want to protect the nature of where they're from. They want to go, well, he's not ours and that's not ours and that's not our problem and we didn't do that. Uh, look, dude, here's the, here's the bottom line. It's an impossible, it's unsolvable. It's an unsolvable, impossible thing. You're right. People can say whatever the fuck You're they right. want. You're right. It it'll is. Ne- it is unsolvable. unsolvable. That it'll needs work. to be talked about. Then it'll never somebody happen. needs to say, "Listen, it's unsolvable, and it's gonna happen." But my Jamie Kennedy's two cents is put it everywhere so people see it. Go, yo, we got a psycho on our hands. Get that guy. Yo, we got a psycho on our hands. Get that guy. Get that yeah. guy. Get that guy. All I'm saying is alert us to go to all kind of be vigilantes. That's all I'm here's, saying. Here's the deal. We have a lot of people that live in this country, right? Yes. There's like 300 million, right? 330. You're going to get a lot of people. I agree You're going to get a lot it. of people that are unstable, right? So when I they compare agree. us to other countries, we're the, one of the most developed countries in the world. Yes. Guns are a part of our literal future. Yes. Right? I mean, our past and our future. Yes. It'll never stop. And until you convince politicians from both sides of the aisle to get their hands out of the pockets and, and, and other people's hands out of their pockets in regards to fucking gun production because our military production is massive you're People never going to stop guns because you can get them illegally well they're everywhere dude yes i read the chicago tribune every day and every morning there's a ton of people that kill themselves and kill each i mean they kill each other uh in the south and the southwest side of chicago so <laughs> you'll never get rid of guns in our culture but to think that we can stop mass shooting it's an extremely it's an extremely like hubris filled idea to go we can stop you can't what you can do is you offer better solutions for people who have mental health issues hopefully that 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 slows it down but this idea of like gun buyback or turning the guns or yes. stop production it's like dude that won't that will never stop i We're, you're at, we've gone way too far you've made too many of these things they exist that's like saying that that that's this that's that's like saying um shoes are getting out of control if we stop production of shoes today and no one in America got shoes anymore, you'd be like, dude, there's, there's already so many fucking shoes. There's yeah. no, we'll never run out of shoes. Yes. We'll never run out of guns. There's already been so many made. So it's kind of like, it's a moot point to me when people are like, there is a way to stop this. It's like, there isn't a way, there's a way to help these, help these things get better. But I don't think there's any way to stop I know, it. I know what I'm taking umbrage with, and that is a big word, is that umbrage, I agree with- Shorts you. of the 80s and 90s. Yes. I agree with you. What I wish the news would say is instead of how do we stop it, I wish the news would say like that. You what you just said. There's a lot of crazy people. This is what we got to do. People are in nature fucked up, and I I don't know. I just feel like we need more. We need to have. We more, need more honest news. Yeah, we just need more compassionate. Well, there, compassionate. there needs to be there needs to be more talk on a public level, in my opinion, about helping people who have mental health issues that's of all kinds. Yes, right? but there's a ton of, that's never, people are always going to 
be crazy. Okay, I'll give you a good example. Like and you what? can't say that word, but I have them in no, my family. No, they're fucking crazy. Those I'm guys bo- are fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. I just happen to be able to touch a microphone, and so it helps us, me. They pay us to be crazy. Yeah. But my point is like, I'm not saying it's an. I'm not saying we shouldn't be talking about it. I'm not saying people should give up. I'm just saying, when people yell at each other about the gun thing, it's it's the same as global warming. It's like you can yell all you fucking want. You can yell. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not going to stop what's happening. You You're have to, right. You have to find better ways to implement programs, right? So the government should take a stance on, okay, we can't really fuck with guns because half of these motherfuckers are getting paid out the frame from guns. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms is a massive part All of our of government. Okay, it's 100%. huge, right? They're never going to stop giving you cancer and they're going to love guns in the streets because it gets them paid. Yeah. So if we had more government-funded or health programs, more more public health programs to have open arms to people that have issues that are online like 8chan and all these websites that are like promoting hate and violence and you know if we had more ability to open arms to these people and go hey if you're looking to talk to someone for real we'll talk to you for real Mm -hmm. you know it may not work because people are fucked up in the head right Mm -hmm. people are fucked up but that's the you can't thwart it otherwise. You you just it's it's a silly notion to take take away guns. It's a silly notion to think that you're gonna if you cease production of AR-15s today and bump stocks today, that won't be the cause. I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about it at all. I'm just saying find a new thing to yell about. We keep yelling every time the same argument. The, the way the same way that people go thoughts and prayers don't do shit. Those are the same people that go take away the guns. They take away the gun, and they have the same argument. So if you're yelling at politicians for going thoughts and prayers, then you should change thoughts, your fucking narrative. Thoughts and too. prayers is dumb though. It is too, but they. I'm they, not saying take away the they guns. They all either. say it because it's the it's it is the it, it is while well, it's cordial rhetoric. You're, it's it's something to say. What, what I mean, I'm not saying they uh, I, whatever they're saying that because that's that's par for the course. It's like what you should say. But I just think like you want more public health programs out there. That should be something we're all fighting even, for. And I'll fight for that shit. And I'll, and I'll have my taxes go to that shit. I'll have a tax increase to help out people that need help. But I got to tell you, dude, fucked up people are never going to go away. I read in the paper. 100% I, I agree I, I with that. I read an hour ago before you came over, a dude at a rodeo, a 39-year-old fucking adult male, body slammed, choke body slammed a 13-year-old because he didn't take his hat off for the national anthem. He said, you better take your fucking hat off. And the kid said, fuck you. I'm not taking my hat off. He grabbed him by the throat and he choked him and he slammed him to the ground mm-hmm. so bad. They airlifted the kid and he had to go to children's hospital in another state because he was bleeding out of his fucking ears. This guy, it, there's a lot of these guys. Bro, they're not going to stop. That's and my point. I have so, to tell so, you, it's going to get fucking worse. I don't think it's going to. I think it's it going to stay. I guess it's going to stay it, how it is. It's going to get crazy. I think crazy people are it always going to exist. It will get crazy. Remember people. this podcast. You think it'll get worse? Fuck yes. I don't think so. It's fucking technology too is getting into our brains and that's a whole other podcast. Here's what we need. We just need. But we just need. We need. We need the ability to. You and I are in the same plane, but go ahead yeah. and then I want to comment. We need the ability. We need the ability to. Um, we need the ability to find out how to trace, track, and have better better regulations on who gets guns where and, and, and why. That would be cool. If we could do that, that would be cool. Street guns, handguns, guns that are just passed around. You know, some that's dude in fucking... never going to stop. You, you can't, you, that's the thing that will always happen. But, the, but to be able to get a, a massive uh, automatic rifle... It's not as easy as getting a fucking Glock on the street. You know what I mean? You can go to a bad neighborhood and get a gun probably this afternoon. It's a lot harder to go get a fucking automatic rifle. I don't think those are as readily available. So if they were more trackable, more traceable, more identifiable, it's almost like chipping a dog. It's like if we could chip guns, that would be fucking, that would be dope. My opinion is this. No good until people are talking about it until it's 
I get that. I guess, I guess you can't solve it. Impossible. Like you're saying. Impossible. But I'm just saying the escape factor when this shit's happened is pretty quick. Yeah. And that is like, and then here's what my, and I'm annoyed at that. And then I'm annoyed with people going, oh my God, it happened again. Well, uh, yeah. Well, it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, and I, when you say these public programs, bro, I can't with that. That's that would be, pu- that, that public would help. programs? It would help. None of these fucking things, they take forever to implement. There's so much fucking gridlock. Everything takes forever. I know. Obamacare but, took but eight years and people were so happy that he got that off the ground. People that support that were happy. Okay. Things take forever. Okay. Things take forever. But I'm just telling you, may not have forever. But the, see, that's my problem. People think it's going to happen overnight. That's bananas. You're you, right. You have to slowly plant seeds and let them grow. America's a spoiled, selfish. We are inundated with information and technology to the point where we go, well, if I don't have it now, then fuck it. No, dude, you have to plant the seed and let it grow. That that across any board, the only way to have progress as our culture is is for us to slowly work on things, chip away, chip away, chip away until it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Sistine I, I Chapel agree. Sistine Chapel wasn't painted in an afternoon. Yeah, you know but I saying? just hate when these guys say, you know, it's just been, it's been said for a long time. Yeah, but yeah, of course. We can fucking fast track some of this shit. I don't know what the answer is. See, we don't. That's not, that my that's my point. Nobody knows. We'll never. Well, and, and, and you we'll know be the, dead, the big we'll money dead. is coming from guns. It's not. Politicians are t- getting that money. They're all shady. Yeah. They're all shady, dude. They're all fucking. Did you see Bernie Sanders went on Joe Rogan? I got to see it, but I saw he, he was. He showed his dick like an hour and a half in. Wow. Yeah, he's like, you want to uh, you want to see my dick, Joe? And he pulled his cock out, put it on the desk. Joe. And, and the, said, the they, polls are up. The polls are way up. Yeah. His poll was way, way up. He was thick, dude. Wow. Thick at a tuna can dick. This motherfucker was thick. Circumcised? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of All course. Right. Yeah, he had a helmet. He had the he had the he had he had the helmet shown there and it was just thicky, thicky, thick, dude. I gotta peep. It was I, like this mic. I gotta peep that. You do yeah, you gotta see it. Yeah. It's good jerk off material. We got real serious there. That was it wasn't an aggressive See, he, mean. I commit to it. I commit. Yeah, you have you to go, go deep. If you're going to do it, you have to go deep. Yeah. Let's get on a lighter topic. Go ahead. Ask me whatever. You so want. you're strongly against gay marriage. <laughs> Don't even joke like that. It's so scary, <laughs> man. You can't do jokes anymore. Jamie, you're ahead. strongly against. Well, you are one of the leading proponents. You're against trans culture as a whole. Now you've said that multiple times, and you've Jesus said that Christ. to me Jesus off Christ. the record. You said I'm Bye. someone. You said you said Jamie Kennedy. I am someone who I'm against gay marriage. I'm against uh, progressive culture. Hell, people will believe that. <laughs> Nobody tell gonna, them that. No one's gonna believe that. <laughs> Jesus shit. Christ. Because it's 2019. Look how much of a bitch I become. Yeah, because, but that's why people are going to believe it because you're being a bitch about it. No, they believe if it because... If you're being honest about the joke, then yeah. they'll know you're being... You're right. Well, in comedy clubs. Here, this is a, this is yeah, a comedy oh, podcast. Oh, it's a comedy club. Yeah, okay. Let me tell By you By the way, I'm the youngest of four sisters. Every Halloween, I was some type of female. I was transitioning before anyone. You really? Yeah. I did blackface every single year as a kid up mm-hmm. until, like, I don't know, Last six year. years ago, seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. And how did that go for you? Good. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. He was my favorite athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And you wore sneakers. Shoe polish. Yeah. I just put shoe polish all over my, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I love You it. have those videos that haven't come up yet. So <laughs> I you're hope fine. I do. How many kids wore racist costumes when we were a kid? We were all racist. Everyone's still a little racist. You know who laughs at racism the hardest? Who? Black people. They're yes. the most fun. They're the black people are the most fun. They know how to take fucking great jokes. I told a, I tell a joke about it on stage that I had for the first time in my life. I had a black pilot. I had a black pilot. I never, I've never noticed it. I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever had a black pilot. I've been flying for how many years? Mm-hmm. And I got on the plane and uh, he's greeting people. He goes, hey, what's up? And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> you did not do that. I did. 
I did. <laughs> oh, snap. I go, oh, shit. Jesus H. And I tell, I tell the rest, I, I'm not going to tell the rest of the joke. You got to come see me laugh. But anyway, he laughed and we had a good, we had an, we had a hilarious time. He had a good moment. It was just so, it was just so relieving to be like, people can still take jokes. Bro. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I was going, oh man, your black guys can't fly planes. Like fucking, I'm not, I'm, I'm an educated human being. Dude. It was a joke that he knew, how, he knew how to laugh at. Of course. Nobody this, knows how to laugh at jokes dude. better than people that are not white. Whites are fucking annoying <sighs> as fuck. Whites can't laugh white at shit. White women. Yeah, they're the most. White women. Fucking, you I can't say shit. I call them the shabbly gangsters. White wine warriors. You can't say shit. Dude. They, they will persecute, they'll fry you at the fucking set. By and the way. And your next white women. No, no, they're not. They're yep. up. They're up on the. They're up. To, they're fine. They're untouchable. They're untouchable. No, they're not. They're, they're we're, we're white Wait. men are going to be. We're, hey, we're going to keep taking the hits for a long time. We got. Yeah, we're taking. Here's the deal. Is, I'm not just hitting on white women, but I'm not. White men are fucking. White people do not know how to fucking take a goddamn joke. We are right. so sensitive about nonsense, about bullshit. And if we had a little bit better of a sense of humor and more intellectual senses of humor about being sarcastic and fucking playing with something and having fun and loving the idea of talking shit to each other, we'd be much better off, man. No, I, I, white people know how to joke the least about each other for some reason. I agree with that. But dude, the whole thing is you can, we can joke whenever we want, but yeah. you have to admit that people are so fucking stupid in what they don't know is humor anymore. Well, dude, there's a lot of people that I think I think people are scared to laugh at things because they're afraid. You have to constantly explain, 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 explain. I don't think you have to. I think you just do it and you don't give a. F and if they don't get it and they don't like it, too fucking bad. Fuck that. I'm not. I'm not pandering to people that don't get it. Yeah. Write me up. Write me up because anybody that reads the joke will understand that what I said was. But a joke. the world has less funny people. I don't, yeah. Good. And Good. I, I agree with you. Here's the dude. balance. They're cutting out. We're cutting out trash. You're cutting out trash. Comedy is getting stronger and better. Yes. Because people know how to. People are paying attention to what you're saying. You used to be able to get away with a lot more. Comics got away with stupid shit for a long fucking time. Right. Meaning that shit they shouldn't have gotten away just with. Just cheap. It was just cheap. Yeah. Okay. Now people are paying attention. It just means. It's not that you can't say what you want to say. You just have to be funny. That's all. You have to be funnier with it. Okay. Well, good. When people are like, okay, I agree oh, what with can that. you say these days? It's like anything. If you're dope, if you say, if you're funny, I can make almost any joke if if it's funny enough. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what context it's in. It doesn't matter who I'm making fun of. It doesn't matter what I'm making fun of. You know, when people went after Louis C.K. for making the Parkland shootings, they weren't mad at the Parkland shooting. They were mad at Louis C.K. for his behavior prior to. Um, if Chris Rock made that joke in a different context. He probably wouldn't have gotten as much hate. They they were they I they were mad at Louis C.K. but they were also mad at that joke. Doesn't matter. And he the was thing working is, on a joke in a comedy club. Exactly. My argument is you went to a guy's office and filmed him when he was at work. Yeah, doing paperwork. And, and he wasn't ready to show you his final report. Yeah, but uh, but also I don't care what the joke is about. You can make jokes I about agree. any. I agree. Yeah, so it's you and like, I are on the same page. Yeah, but the so, joke so, is that, first. Yeah, the joke is first. So that's my whole thing. Is like I don't think you dumb down ever for anybody. I don't think you change for anybody. I think there's an audience for everybody. The more that we change, the more that we're going to be this weird singular unit of comedy. We're all going to sound the same and look the same. I Fuck agree. that shit. Like, I agree. Like 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 you know like we were going back and forth on the gun thing. We have two similar but different opinions about it. That's yeah. a good thing. We yeah. should have different branches of, that's what all this stuff should be, you know? Mm -hmm. You're going to show your dick on this show? This has been about an hour in. I'd like to get it a little You want to be Bernie? You want to have a Bernie bump? I would like to get a little wider. Jamie, do you, will you vote little, for me? Will you vote? I don't like Bernie, man. I, I, I never liked the dude. I, not to get political. Uh, Are you but, getting political? But I will. I don't Jesus like the dude. Jesus God. I don't like him. 
What don't you like about him? Just old. I can't have someone that old. Old AF. I don't like. I don't believe in a lot of his bullshit. I think everybody believed his bullshit. I think they're all phonies, all of them. I think everyone's a phony. But I don't. I didn't buy into him for some reason. People bought Who, into him. I, but let me ask you a question: Are you, are you registered to vote? Mm-hmm. Do you believe your vote matters? Uh, do you believe? Do you believe this? If you believe, any, I, if you believe in anything, then I yeah. believe that all politicians are puppets to the big money corporations. Um, after they receive donations, they are. Yeah, I think I think the initial intention of local government, and when you go on to to, you know, <clears throat> to smaller levels of government, uh, as a small fish in a big pond, I believe that they probably do. A lot of them do care about policy, but then I think at some point when you get those super PACs and donors and, you know, when people are putting money in your pocket, I think everything changes. It's the same way we are, dude. It's, we just talked about this, dude. You you are an independent artist until you have a sitcom on NBC and they're paying you a lot of money and then you're like, yeah. I'm going to do that promo. I'm going to dance with the frog. It's like, that's what we do. You fuck, everyone does a dance. When they're stuffing your pockets with money, you're like, I kind of got to do the dance. I don't really want to, but I got to do it. I think a lot of them, a lot of politicians in their heart of hearts had good intentions and good motives. I think all that stuff gets lost. It's like a child. Yes. When you're a kid, you have a clear conscience. You get older and you get a dirty mind. See, my... Because the world corrupts you. Yes. Yeah, my theory is this, though, is that what you're saying, I, I took it in a different way, which, is there's a dishonesty between what is being said and how people are. For mm. instance, on the simplest level, when I was watching fucking ESPN and they were talking about another player that called the player the B word. Bitch. Exactly. The B word. You could say bitch on TV. No, they weren't saying it. These announcers were going, he called them the B word. What the fuck are we in in a culture where a grown man cannot report another story about another grown man calling another man a bitch? I don't know if it was bitch. How do you know it was bitch? Because they never said it. Because there's another word called baggot. That's a more offensive word. Yeah, baggot. Do you know what that is? Oh, it's like a Bilbo Baggins thing. (laughs) But who also... It's if you're a bold... Yes, got yeah, it. A bag it. Um, but he said, bitch. Bitch. So what I'm saying to you is, is that the problems we have is because society kind of has this layer of mm-hmm. like, this is what we are. This is what we are. But really underneath, we're not. Yeah. When you go to a comedy club, think about the nature of what we do. Yeah. People laugh at shit that they never hear in the real world. Right. And they laugh heartily Hard. because... You're not supposed to. So I wish culture would be more honest. So we didn't, I wish the world kind of was a comedy club in that sense. Does that make sense? I wish the world was a comedy club and that's your next special. Yes. Coming out on Netflix uh, this fall, I wish the world was a comedy club with Jamie Kennedy. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I wish the world was a little bit, I wish the United States, I should say, had a better sense of humor because you go to other parts of the world, they still know how to laugh at nonsense. Yeah, some parts, other parts, fucking. Yeah. The Japanese got a great sense of humor. You ever been to Japan? Oh, I did the Chuckle Hut in Kyoto. You did? Oh, it was incredible. I did the Funny Bone in Nagoya. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. I saw your poster. I was on a small... You did? I was on a small boat. <laughs> and then it said, coming soon. <laughs> they animate me for the poster? Uh... No, look, that, that we're not going to solve any of the issues on the podcast, we're but I not. do but I do think it's nice that we talk about that shit because it does it does it deserves to be talked about. There's a lot of bullshit going on in the motherfucking world. At the end of the day, mm, try your best. We're going to be out of here soon. Just do what you got to do. That's yeah. all I think, man. Try your best. Whatever. You not we're never going to solve issues on the yeah. We're well, going to try our best. You're going to fucking put your foot forward. You make your little cul-de-sac better. 
everything else will grow. And I believe in that. I believe if you just like, you put your best foot forward and everybody kind of puts their best foot forward, we slowly can grow a little bit. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, let people do what they want to do as long as it's not hurting you. Hell yeah. Right? Hell do yeah. your shit. Do your shit. Just Don't leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. That's what I said. Do your shit. And if your shit's going into my yard, I got to say something to your shit. I know. You know what's so funny? My fucking neighbor, the pine needles drips all over our driveway all the time and I have to, and I got a extremely... Um, that's, uh, a, that's a upper class ginger I got problem. a power. I got a powerful uh, um, leaf blower and I turn that bitch all the way up to 175 miles an hour. I do it on purpose. Are you getting, are you having uh, words? No. They hear me though. They hear me blowing. Dude. You my, hear me blowing? My dude has this. Here's the fence. My dude's trees like this. Mm. So I chopped that shit. Hell yeah. And uh, he was knocked on my door, but I wasn't there. I'm on the road couple times you're like that was my gar- that was my landscape guy i didn't do that shit yeah i had a little assistant helping me and she was like yeah, was, we don't know anything. see i know i go out there with the i turn that bitch all the way up because the pine needles get all over the car and shit like that so i gotta i gotta get dude ready. that's something to be said to him because you got i know a nice I, car. I said in two more months we're gonna fight so we're gonna have a lawn fight you said that to him said, yeah we're gonna fist fight and what did he do he was ready to rock he said let's go let's do it so we're gonna buy we're gonna close down the street and have a block party we're gonna have an ice cream truck we're going to have a, um, a bounce house, and, and me and this dude are going to fist fight. We're doing a uh, yard fight. We want to do a yard fight, toe-to-toe. So we'll see. If he wins, he keeps the tree. If I win, I get the tree, the house, and his wife, and you his car. You guys going skin-to-skin or weapons? Butt-naked, dude. All right. Butt-naked. we got to be butt-naked. Buck. Buck naked. Wow. Buck, 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 buck or butt? I think it's, I'd like I to say. it's buck. Yeah, but I think butt naked is, makes more sense. Makes sense because your butt is out. Because your butt, your butt naked. Yeah. Your butt is out because usually you hide your ass. And it's submission only. So they tap out submission only, and it's got to be a it's got to be a straddle submission. So I have to be on oh. top of him while he has face up, face up. Wow. Okay. You have to have your penis touch his chin. That's a, it's just an old neighborhood rule. That's just what we've been doing for a long time. All right. Put your dick on a chin. Yeah. Chin dick. <laughs> chin dick. Chin dick is my album. Um, I wish the world was a comedy club with Jamie Kennedy. Chin dick is my album. You can go to jamiekennedy.com and find out all sorts of other dope shit of what this motherfucker's up to. He's a great comedian, a great man. He has a great sense of clothing, as you could tell by these checkered vans and that dope-ass Mickey Hawaiian shirt. This guy doesn't fuck around. Even got the CK socks on. Mm -hmm. Throwback. Mm -hmm. Meta, but you don't even know it. No, I didn't know it. You're looking fresh. And uh, Mm -hmm. go to andrewsantino.com for all the shit that you need to know about me. I'll be touring again in the fall, but I'm taking a couple of months off to cool my fucking heels. Mm. Um, I love you for coming over. Dude, I love you, baby. And I'm going to drink a little bit more now that you're leaving. Dude, it's okay. It won't age you. Cunt. Just rub some under your eyes. It is going to age me, isn't it? It will. Make you look like a bitter, angry old man. How old do I look right now? <sighs> 60. That's good. I'm 86. Wow. That's good. good. No grays. No, I pluck them. Okay. Right. Just like my nuts. Play up. Yeah. You don't want that shit right now. Thank you for coming, bro. Thank you. Love Peace. you, bro. Whisk, 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 whisk. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.